Let's get started. And welcome to episode 101, part one of Geeksters. I'm your he- host, Ed. I'm your head, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> if Ed's the head, I must be the heart, Sean. <laughs> And welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, welcome to episode 101. Yes. We're now binary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Getting that far along. Look at that nerd humor. (laughs) The first 30 seconds. Binary code joke. All the programmers are going, I dig that. 10001101101. Well, you just insulted a whole bunch of people. (laughs) Probably. I have no idea what I said. It was just random numbers of zeros and ones. Like life. These are the random digits. <laughs> random digits, y'all. All right, so uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, this here is part one of our weekly breakdown of our live radio program that you can listen to on live. <laughs> Did I say live? Yeah, on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. He's required by law now to say Same, that. Yes. Um, so this week, we, as always, talk about our weeks. Now, you might notice a slight absence of a voice. That's because Erica is on vacation. Mm-hmm. Vacation slash con bound. Oh, yeah. she's uh, Next week, she's going to be at Dragon Con. So she got up there a week earlier to kind of hang out with the family and her nephew. and mm-hmm. you know, Spend some time with the family. Yeah, before she heads to Dragon Con. Um, so... This week and next week, she will not be on the show. She might call in next week. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, depending on how things go. She might be too tired. Little drool sat in her mouth. A little more drool than she usually produces. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, this week, uh, Ed and I, we talk about what we did during the week. Ed had a pretty light, uninteresting week. Yes. Mine was just as uninteresting, but I tried to work with it. <laughs> I did tell a little a little milestone in my relationship with my girl, mm-hmm. um, but that's a little tease. I'm forced to listen to it. <laughs> and then we do box office releases where I give my um, box office numbers where we, I give my review on a movie that wasn't in the top five, but I saw anyway. That number eight movie. He the gives number eight it. movie this week. Oh, so bad. I mean, not bad. The movie wasn't bad. Just bad that it didn't do as well as it should have if it had the right, I think, um, promotion promotion behind it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and I also think, too, that the format wasn't really pushed either. Like, I saw it in 3D, which, you know, you'll hear in my review. How yeah, I, I had no idea it was on 3D until it, you told me. Neither did I until, you know, I was like, hey, this is in 3D. What do you know? <laughs> So um, listen to that, and then we take a break, and we'll see you at the end there, folks. We'll be back. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. So what was that, Ed? <laughs> you, you like lost in your own little world there That's for a minute? I was. <laughs> you were enjoying the show and not participating in it? No. <laughs> I was listening, like everybody else. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> and if you've noticed, we have somebody missing. No? Who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Erica is off to, uh, well, she's actually in Georgia at the moment. Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> I don't know why I closed my eyes to sing that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, she's getting ready for Dragon Con next weekend, so I'm sure we'll have some updates or posts or something. Something nice, I hope. Something nice. Yeah, so uh so it's just me and Ed going old OG geeksters. That's right. OGG. With the originals. What what? Ooh. Pop pop <laughs> That was me shooting the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> what with that air gun? No, my soda pop can. Oh. Pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how was your week? Um, uneventful. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a quick show. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, my week was okay. I mean, okay. I didn't do anything particularly nerdy or geeky. I was catching up. Um, I'm a big NCIS. Well, okay, that's not true. I guess I should go back. I did do something geeky. And you're going to roll your eyes and go, figures, I bought Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> On Blu-ray. Blu-ray 3D at that. Because it had, okay, it's a Best Buy exclusive. I don't know if they still have it in stores or not. But it was this new case that was all shiny mm-hmm. and thin and metallic. And it, it's called, I think, uh, Meadow. I don't know. Metallic. I don't know. All I can tell you, it's 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 magnet. <laughs> Magno, it's magnetized. Okay. So, like, when you close the case, even though it's just folding, it actually, you know, close, it keeps together through a series of magnets. <laughs> um, it was pretty. Yeah. And it's kind of was shiny, so I was like, oh. Now you and did bring it over Thursday, so I did see yes, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I said Thursday night, I bring include the audience. Yeah. Um, has a nice, like, obviously, another, like, hey, behind the scenes, because, again, I'm a sucker for... A shitty movie could be a good Blu-ray if it's got really good special features. Yeah. And this one was, again, how they made Spider-Man 2 and, you know, all the kind of funky stuff that they encountered. A couple of interesting things. Number one, they realized they fucked up with the suit from the last movie. <laughs> because they mentioned, you know, they're like, oh, well, uh, Mark Webb, the director, was like, well, I kind of wanted the suit to look like as if something like any kid could make, blah, 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 you know. And then... I realize that you really shouldn't mess with the iconic image of Spider-Man. Right. It's basically saying, hey, I fucked up, I know. <laughs> um, and then they went to the costume designer who also used the phrase, iconic look. So ba- I'm wondering, like, were you the first person who made that decision? Because you're fired. <laughs> like, hey, Missy, don't fuck it up this time. Wait. Red and blue and make it look like the comic book. That's all people care about. Yeah. And he's got a million suits, so you could have picked any of them. And I'm sure people would have been okay with it. But to try to come up with an original idea, you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> and then another thing I thought was interesting is that when they were filming the movie, yeah. you know, they had you know a bunch of deleted scenes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, one of the big scenes that they kept pushing on, like, oh, coming on Blu-ray release is Pete meets his father, kind of thing. And you yeah. figure, you know, like, if any people, spoiler, Pete's parents are dead, right? You know, so why does he pop up at the end? You know, mm-hmm. to have like this little heart to heart, and that's where his dad kind of his dad gives him the old great power comes great responsibility line. Ah, but everyone's like, well, how is he? Like, would he survive the plane crash? And like, there's no, like, I, I kind of I, I watched it with like audio commentary from the director. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, I kind of figured you know, I, I wanted to hear why this particular bit was cut. All right. To be honest, kind of nodded off, so I didn't. I kind of missed it. <laughs> but the interest. But then I went back and kind of scanned through the other cutscenes because there was one big inclusion of Spider-Man Two that was cut from the final cut was the introduction of Mary Jane. Oh yeah, yes, there weren't. So it wasn't in there. 
there was not a single deleted scene with Mary Jane in it. Wow. And wow. It, it strikes me as odd because I remember like they said, okay, well, our stuff was on the cutting room floor. And you figure, okay, well, so then throw it into the DVD. You know, like right. it's, it's, found, it's not really found footage, but it's like, okay, it's shit that you cut out. Throw it back in. At least let us see how she did, I guess, as Mary Jane. Jane, right, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, but there was nothing, which makes me like wonder, like, what? Why was that decision made? Yeah. Like, was the actress who played her in this right well, Erica? Who was the actress? Alfred. <laughs> um, like, was she so horribly bad as Mary Jane that they went, yeah, we're gonna cut all this stuff and burn the footage, or actually nowadays erase the footage? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Got a little tick on my throat, Ed. Smoker's cough. Like, did you completely cut her out of the movie because she was shit? You know? <laughs> or, like, you know, were they just going to go, okay, we're going to have Mary Jane in the next movie and we're going to, com- you know, cast a completely different actress than the one you couldn't have just gone to IMDb and looked at the cat? No, nah, I went to it the hard way. What is this easy stuff, IMDb? Because it's not He even would act like he, we live in the 21st, te- 21st century. Ed, technology. I don't usually do this job. You could just Google... Mary Jane, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I did. And that's and, what came and, up. And who's the actress? I have, I'm still looking. <laughs> uh, I think it's a, it's the girl from Divergent. Let me, uh, let, me, uh, let me refine my search here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, all right, well, like, I would love to see that footage to kind of go, oh, yeah, she sucked. She sucked bad. <laughs> or, oh, she wasn't too bad. Like, you know, the movie had its own problems. Mm-hmm. So, and you're looking at the wrong one. Of course. Yes. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna, you want something done right, you got to <laughs> do, do it, it yourself. yourself. That's right. Oh, Google. <laughs> Who? Watch this. Who played Mary Jean in a Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2? And the answer is Shelley Woodley. See, look how easy that was, Ed. Oh, you're the tech guy. So now, amazing to Look, I'm just clicked on the link. It says, uh, uh, "Load, load, load." The amazing Spider-Man Two. Mary Jane's deleted scenes revealed. Early on, the major casting reveals the Amazing Spider-Man Two is that Shane, Shelley Woodley will be playing Mary Jane Watson. Woodley got as far as shooting her scenes for the movie. Only be cut from the final edit. But now director Mark Webb reveals how she would have fit into the film. Hit the jump to find out. Um, so, okay, I guess apparently it was filmed. It says there was this one little scene at the beginning where she's next door, and it took place right around the montage. Montage! Hmm. Where he comes back, and there is another little moment between Gwen and MJ. Webb continued to exp- the explanation of why MJ was axed. But it just tipped over. The relationship between them, Peter and Gwen, is so sacred and so powerful that it just didn't feel right. And it sucks because Shaley is such a fucking great actress and so cool and magical. But it was just about having this obligation to this romance that I thought was sacred. It was just one of those things. Willie never, Woodley never intended to have a big role in Amazing Spider-Man 2. The idea was that, she, that she'd cameo in this movie before stepping up to a bigger part in Amazing Spider-Man 3... But when she was dropped from two, word quickly spread that she was unlikely to appear in three. 
Mm. As of now, it's still unclear whether Woodley might come back to fill the role. Webb doesn't sound too optimistic, pointing out Divergent is a massive hit, and I think it's going to be a tricky for schedules. Translation, I think when she's now a nobody. Right. Like when I when I hired her, she was a nobody. Now Divergent was a is possibly going to be a big hit, which I don't think it was, to be quite honest. No. So she might now have we might not be able to afford it for the next one. <laughs> um Rest assured, though, that MJ will appear in one form or another. Webb says that the character will absolutely show up in the franchise, adding, the question, of course, is, can Peter ever love again? Ever love again. And what will be something that we have to address? Right. In fact, Peter might even get two love interests in the near future. Felicity Jones has a small role, in too, as Felicia. Presumably Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. a black cat, who has a romance with Spidey in the comics. But not surprisingly, Webb would neither confirm nor deny Felicia's slash Peter's romance. In the comic books, yes. Who knows what's going to happen in that with that in the future? But there are a few possibilities we're exploring, but in terms of theme, it's certainly an interesting thing to play with. Now, this was way back in um, April 30th, 2014. Wow, okay. So, but, okay. Why wasn't this? Why, I don't remember ever seeing that scene on... Yeah. On DVD, like or Blu-ray, whatever, mm. whatever your you know choice of media is, because it's like okay, well, to me it just sounds like she was so bad that we cut her from the film. Now, did you watch every deleted scene? Yes, I did. I kind of, like, I briefly went through like each scene. Okay. At first, I tried watching them, but I was just like, black cat tight like black white text, big boobs. You know, but uh, so I didn't see. I mean, obviously, it was like in school, and I didn't see him. You know, because the picture they have of her was actually she was in class. She was in class, so I, I don't know. Like, it's a mystery, Ed. Yes. It's a mystery, or the way for the super duper duper spectacular, amazing edition of Spider Man Two Holiday Twenty Fourteen. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I mean, I know the movie was a hit. Yeah, for the weekend that it opened. But I don't know. I don't really think it. I think people are still kind of, like the way I felt about two was that it was better than one. Yeah. And so two was slightly better. So maybe and now three has been pushed back now because of whatever problems. I don't remember exactly what, but I think like the scriptwriter left or thankfully, you know, it's, it seems like sometimes with, when it comes to Sony and Spider-Man, it seems like no one ever reads the comics. <laughs> well, they'll, 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 well, the way I look at it is Spider-Man one is diuretic shit. It was just loose and like, uh, and then two was a solid shit. It was kind of, yeah, still, I understand what you're saying, but it was, it was like, okay, like first going to like Taco Bell, the first one was like eating Taco Bell and then just crapping it all out. Yeah. You know, but then you realize you're going to have the shits all day. So you eat like a bunch of cheese and milk. Yeah. And then, so it's kind of consistent, but still like loose. Yeah. You know, so that would be amazing. Spider-Man two. Exactly. So hopefully if they drink enough milk and eat enough cheese, they'll bind all that crap up and they'll be able to poop out a Amazing Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and then polish it up and maybe you'll have a good Spider-Man movie. I mean, and, no, I mean I'm talking like predating uh, Spider-Man 3. Like Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, I love. Yeah. Spider-Man 3, not so much. <laughs> this new rendition, I, there's parts I like. Because like, as I'm watching... The making of stuff, I'm going, I remember that action scene. That was, I liked that action scene. I liked the action. Mm-hmm. The acting, 
you know? <laughs> and I'm there right now, people are going, I think Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was amazing. I know, spray it. <laughs> Say don't spray it. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was simply that. It was spectacular and amazing, and it was awesome. And then I just want to kind of grab those people and just smack them around going, have you ever read a comic book? <laughs> like after, you know, what, 50, 60 years, 70 years at this point? I don't know, uh, 64? So uh, 50, 50 years, 50 years yeah. of Spider-Man material. <sighs> like Now they're talking about like, oh, we're going to do like, you know, the Sinister Six first. Because Amazing Spider-Man 3 is already in the shitters, you know? <laughs> So, you know, because Sony's got to, because I'm assuming that because of the property, you know, the, the um, I guess the rights that they have, yeah. they have to keep making a Spider-Man movie every so many years, if not the rights go back go to, back to Marvel. Marvel. Yep. So maybe that's, they're kind of going, well, the gap between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man 3 would be so long that the rights would eventually maybe transfer back to Marvel. So, you know, in the meantime, let's do Sinister Six. Because it's still technically a Spider-Man property. Yeah. All right. You know. <laughs> <sighs> so, but besides that, yeah. I also picked up NCIS and SCIS Los Angeles. I love those two shows. My uncle was a huge fan, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the, it's. It's one of those series where I I wait until the I watch the season premiere, and then the season finale, and then I wait until it comes out on DVD, and then I binge watch it. <laughs> I like. I just kind of. <sighs> NCIS, Abby, mm. you know, um, and then of course you know this week on Netflix, the From Dusk Till Dawn, the series started. Oh, really? Yes, I have not watched. I watched one episode. It was episode two because my dad's watching it, and I was yeah. eating dinner, and he pops it on, like completely oblivious to the fact that I said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it." So, you know, like don't play the second episode, especially when I didn't see the first one. But it was interesting because I'm kind of going. Oh, it's they're basically elongating the the movie. Yeah, you know it's kind of, and I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen here. I know what's going to, and they kind of put in like extended scenes, like what's going on behind the scene, not behind the scenes, but when they're off camera in the movie, what's actually going on? Yeah, like they introduce, you know, um, Harvey Keitel's character played by Robert Patrick, mm. who does a really good Harvey Keitel impersonation of that character in From Dust to Dawn. Wow, I was like, okay, I can see him as the aging preacher. Sure, yeah, all right. Um, they kind of make um, Quentin's character a little more off and a little bit more like, oh, I see things kind of thing. Like, yeah. he kind of knows what's going on, but I, I haven't really been able to kind of follow along because I haven't really watched besides that, sec- that second episode. But the most amazing transformation in that movie, Fez from that 70s show's in it. Really? William Vandermeer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can never pronounce it, but Fez. Yeah. I'm gonna, Fez. Fez. I say good day! He's in it, and at first I didn't recognize him because, you know, obviously he's older now. Mm. But they kind of, he's in like the long black leather duster and a cowboy hat, and he's a vampire. So does Fez look familiar? I didn't get that joke. <laughs> it's a it's an old Austin Powers joke. We got it. Go ahead. Go on. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did he say his Fez looks familiar? <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I don't think I laughed at it when I saw it. Oh, no, some powers did it. <laughs> so, all you're doing is just dredging up old memories, eh? Non-funny memories. So, but he looked pretty badass. I gotta say, I was like, wait, that's, that's fat. What? Huh? Wow. 
Nice. I was like, oh, way to shed that fez. Uh, sucks the person dry and goes, I say good day. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. One little cute, interesting thing happened to me this weekend. Yeah. That um, in between all that, my sister and I are huge Supernatural and Arrow fans. Yeah. And during the winter when it's on, you know, during the regular season, I would go over to her her place, you know, with the kids and her husband, and we'd watch the shows together. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, with the weather, because we live in the northeast part of America, we get snow. Yeah. So there's some times where you just go, I can't make it because of snow or traffic or weather. So we kind of had like a whole bank of shows to watch, being Supernatural and Arrow. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how Arrow ended this season because I still have three episodes left. I got to finish Supernatural, which I, you know, obviously I loved. Yeah. Um, but my sister also is look catching up on Dexter okay. on Netflix, and she's been been watching the fuck out of them. <laughs> you know, to a point where like I so Thursday and Wednesday I go over, we finish Supernatural, we get mm-hmm. a couple arrows in, we watched uh, I think a couple episodes of Dexter, and then Friday I go, um, Thursday I go over, and I'm like, all right, and she got really into the the end of season seven. And like because of the cliffhanger of season seven, she was like, "Can we watch episode one of eight? I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. I, I mean, I've already seen it, so I kind of know where it's going. Yeah. So me watching with her is me more like watching my sister to see her going, "Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Oh my god, no! Like, you know, just it becomes viewing pleasure for me. Going, yeah, you, you hate that person. Watch what happens when they die. Kind of like you know. So we wind up taking like a chunk of those shows out. So I'm like, all right, it's Thursday. You know, I'm Friday. I'm gonna and like Wednesday, I go, hey, I'll come over tomorrow. Right. Thursday, I didn't say it. So in my head, I'm like. Since I didn't say it, if she, if she wanted me to come over to finish up Arrow or stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'll just take a day off. Just relax. So um, Friday, I'm out. Like, oh, her black hair. <laughs> you know, I have visions of, you know, cat burglars dancing in my head kind of thing. And around, and I was kind of getting up early to go see my sister. Like around 11-ish, you know, my time. And I'm... Um, like I, I think I wake I wake up like around quarter after quarter after twelve. Okay. And my my phone, my cell phone ringing. It's my sister, uh-huh. and she's like, "Hi, you know, just calling to see. Like, are you okay? Like, nothing, anything going on?" I'm like, "No, I, I figured I wasn't going to come over today to let you catch up, finish Dexter, because you know this is her last week of um, maternity leave before she goes back to work." Okay. So I'm like, you know what? You binge watch the hell out of Dexter, and then when you're done that, I'll come over like Monday. And we'll finish off there are three episodes left of Arrow. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. She's like, sorry, I didn't mean to bother you. I just didn't know. I was kind of worried. I'm like, no problem. You know, click, you know, hang up. And I noticed she called me like back to back within like those minutes. And she sent me a message. So I know my sister's now kind of like a panicky mode. Like I haven't heard of my brother. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Now that was kind of the jux of our whole conversation. Which is kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm still a little tired. So I'm going to roll back to bed. You know, yeah. I went up nodding off. Around one thirty, the girlfriend calls me, <laughs> Stacy. Now, anybody who's been paying attention, Stacy and I are in a long distance relationship at the moment, and she lives in Texas. Yeah. So she calls me, and she's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Fine, you know, just you, I just woke up, kind of thing, because you woke me up." She's like, "Okay, like, because we were worried, people were worried about you because no one, you didn't return any phone calls," and I'm like, "The first thing I go is, I remember the night before." When I got home from hanging out with you, yeah. she was asleep, so I called her, left a message, and I was like, all right. And like about an hour later, it was like one o'clock in the morning my time, uh. which is midnight her time because she's an hour behind. 
Like around 2.15, I get a message from her. And I respond to that message, but I don't get anything in return. Like, and I, I must have fell asleep like around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, yeah. which is the reason why I slept so late Friday. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, she probably didn't realize that she sent me that message. So she's probably hot that I didn't respond to her or something. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, what are you talking about? I called you when I got home. She's like, no, your sister. Why didn't you call it? Like, your sister's been <laughs> looking for you. I'm going, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, your sister messaged me, wondering if, wondering if I, if like if, if if she's if I've sp- heard from you at all today, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like kind of chuckling. I'm going, my sister became my sister gets into pit bull mode, where it's like now you, there's pictures of me, you know how big I am. My yeah. sister's at least a, th- a half my size, if not more, right. two thirds my size. Yeah, a little short. But she's got a spitfire temper with a very short fuse that seems to be constantly, the moment it's lit is the moment she explodes. Yeah. So she gets kind of in like like bloodhound, like pit bull mode, I call it. So she apparently messaged, like I said, messaged Stacy to say, hey, have you talked to my brother this day? Because we're supposed to get together and I haven't heard from him. And I'm getting kind of worried. I'm thinking about going over to the house to see if he's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, What? And she's like, yeah, my, your sister and I, we were kind of messaging each other back and forth. And she was like, no, I haven't talked to your brother, but I'll call, you know. And of course, later that night, you know, I was like, well, everything's fine. I'm here. I'm like, and it's my own fault. Yeah. I know. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know. And she's like, don't apologize to me. She's like, on the plus side, your sister and I are now Facebook friends. You know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, because my sister's been kind of waiting because... Because we're in a long distance relationship, my sister's always kind of like, eh, you know, right. tentative when, when about. When you're face to face, I'll be different, right? Yeah, which is understandable. A lot of people have are like that, especially when it comes to like long distance relationships kind right. of things. So I'm just kind of like, okay, and like later that night when I did talk to Stacey later, she, um, she thought she was more relieved that my sister, like first thing, my sister contacting her out of the blue, yeah. Her heart sank. She thought, oh, my God, something's happened to Sean. You know? <laughs> and then after, like, they had the conversation, became friends on Facebook and friends, chit-chat and whatever, she became a little bit more secure. She's like, it's nice to know that if God forbid anything ever does happen to you, at least somebody would get let me know. Yeah. Like, so I'm not sitting out here going, what's going on? Right. Kind of thing. And I'm like, yay? Like, <laughs> but I was like, <sighs> You can't have a life, Sean. You can't. You can't, you can't I just, sleep. I just want to you, sleep, man. You, you got to post messages saying, you know, I'm uh, going to sleep. I'm going to sleep till whatever. <laughs> when I'm I going wake to, up, I'm going to bed. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so, but on the plus side, I'm going to go to my sister's house tomorrow to finish a battery. All right, there's an upside for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, that was pretty much my weekend. Okay. I mean, I did go to the movies today, but we'll get to that when we. I mean. Even though the movie I saw is not in the top five, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but I, I, when I do my review, I can kind of give my explanations why I think it's that at the bottom of the rung. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's kind of been my week. I mean, I did see uh, Star, uh, Star Trek. Star. It's not even Star. It's Doctor Who. <laughs> not even. <laughs> not, not even Star Wars. It was, it was, it was Star Who. <laughs> Star Who, nothing, nothing but Star Who. What is his name? I haven't a clue. Hey, look at you being able to keep up. <laughs> so I was watching the first. Of course, Peter Capaldi is the new Doctor. The 
Twelfth uh, Doctor, as yes. they keep saying, you know, because they, they all fucked up with the timeline. Right? Uh, so they want to make sure they shove everything through. I am the Twelfth doctor. doctor. Fuck you. There's still one more after me. <laughs> yeah. No. But anyway. Uh, so what? Uh, how did he do? Hey, again, this is a uh, as as I explained earlier. This is a transitional episode. Everybody who's watched Doctor Who in the past and is a fan knows that this is kind of like introducing the Doctor and he's kind of in a daze because he regenerated. So now he's, you don't know what he's exactly going to be or what kind of characteristics he's going to have. So you're going to have to kind of wait and see like the next episode or the next couple episodes to really get an idea of what he is. And actually it's, it's very important to watch these episodes only because you'll get an idea of the rest of the season. Right. It's kind of like the, it's, I, I kind of put it, it's the episode where people who haven't watched Doctor Who, I usually tell like, you want to jump on Doctor Who when a new Doctor starts. Yeah. Because it makes it easier because there's always a couple, at least a couple episodes where you kind of, you're kind of learning the same way he is exactly. about stuff. So it's easier to kind of, that transition's easier for you as a viewer that you don't need to watch the 50 years prior. Right, right. And then Capaldi throughout that course of the season will make the doc, he'll have a defining characteristic that kind of makes him different from all the other doctors, but yet somewhat similar. Yeah. Like, he might be he might be angrier. They say like rumor has it he's supposed to be a little darker. Yeah, you know <clears throat> what that means. I don't know. I mean, you know, dark humor maybe. Like, <laughs> well, I, have a, I have a few theories of, of what it is, but I don't want to get into it because it becomes a whole Doctor Who war, and I don't want to that, between you and I. Yeah. Why? Well, tell me, tell <laughs> me what you think. Me. I think this is, he's the last Doctor. I, I really do. Uh, I, see, that's the thing. Everybody's right away, and the reason why is because. Um, there are so many different things that they showed in this episode alone that gave you that. I mean, as a, somebody who's watched Doctor Who for a lot of years, kind of get that idea of, okay, what they're representing in this episode, because I don't want to give it away, because I ain't going to see it. Right, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So no tease, no, no, tease, no spoilers, No Ed. spoilers, right. So I have to keep this spoiler free as best I can. But the things that they showed you in this first episode, and if you really paid attention to, if I delve deeply into what they were talking about in this episode, you go... Maybe this is the end. Like this is the beginning of the end of the of the Doctor Ron. Um. All right. Now, see, I having not seen the episode, I'm going to counter just from a viewership, uh, from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. They would be fucking stupid to end Doctor Who. I mean, he may okay. It might be not this year. Maybe three years from now. Maybe four years I'm from saying, now. It's at least three or four seasons. It could be up to seven seasons. It could be before the end of the run. Right, I you know I don't maybe maybe not depends on how, yeah. it depends on his popularity if, how how well Paul does. Well, I mean, okay, Tenet lasted nine, I think. Nine seasons? No, no, I'm sorry, he was the ninth season. I think he lasted four seasons. Right, four seasons. So he was in there for four years. Matt Smith was in for four years. Right. So you figure Capaldi's in for four, four years, right? Yeah, you know, you figure if they probably one giant contract, four years you're in. Yeah. So in four years, you're looking at twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm sorry. Four years is 2018. My math is bad. <laughs> 20... well, I like I like the math you used. You brought over the tape as as, as, oh, as I'm going to call it the tape of him and Star Trek. And he goes, "Yeah, this tape's 10 years old. It was made in 1991." I'm like, <laughs> uh, "You need to do your math there." Well, see so now, way to tell us something that hasn't even happened. We haven't even brought up on the show yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll fill in the gaps because everyone's going, "What the hell is that talking about?" Back in, we have to go to the way back machine in a, a year of 1991 Ooh. when grunge was happening. Oh, <laughs> was grunge in 91? I think so. Um, 
So my family and I did we I was we, my family and I were going out to uh, Hollywood, California. Mm-hmm. M- closer actually to San Francisco because my cousin was getting married. Mm-hmm. So we were invited to the wedding. So we're like, hey, let's make a family trip. Now that, that family trip includes my father, my mother, my sister, who at the time was 11, and myself, a 21-year-old, Sean. Right. So it's 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we fly out there. And we do the... We, we, do the wedding, mm-hmm. then we decide to drive down the coast, Highway 101, which is the scariest ride I've ever been on yeah. of all times because it's basically Rockcliffe Road, 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 Drop. <laughs> <laughs> no guardrails. And driving that shit at night is fucking scary. Yeah. So we get to Hollywood, we do the whole Universal Studios tour kind of thing. Like, yay, look, we're in Hollywood. Woo! Yeah. You know? And. At the time, Star Trek The Next Generation was huge, obviously, because yeah. it was the first time since ever it's been on, you know, back on TV. Mm. Huge hit. You know, it's 91. So they kind of dedicated this whole, like, I guess it would be kind of a ride or the experience, experience the Star Trek experience where you go, you shuffle into a, an auditorium mm-hmm. and then the day p- people, the hosts, I guess, I don't even remember who it was. Starts talking to you and, and then invites people to come up on stage. I think, or maybe it was done prior. Mm. You know, and in that group of people was my mother, mm-hmm. who I completely forgot about until I saw her and when we watched the video, mm. my sister, and myself. Now, my sister and I were on the deck of, I guess, the, the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. And my mom was an alien. <laughs> now, and of course, they had other people that were dressed as Klingons. And through the magic of editing, they kind of incorporate, I guess they hired Shantner to do a voiceover mm-hmm. for this adventure, but including cuts of like Star Trek Two, Yeah. And a couple of the other Star Trek movies to kind of interwoven, and with a little bit of special effects, like, you know, like the alien that kind of, there's an alien that wraps around the Enterprise mm-hmm. and a Klingon ships. Like they obviously used like some technology to kind of make this new, right? but also kind of intercutting like between Spock and, you know, instead of hiring them to actually do original lines, yeah, it's a bunch of series of, like, voiceovers by Shatner while Spock looks at Kirk or leans over and whispers something that was said in another movie to Kirk. Right. And then there's a scene. Now, when we did it, mm. you know, it was a big, like, a good half hour, 45 minute kind of production, kind of like of talking about stuff on the show, having us act out scenes. You know, like, oh, now the ship's on being shot. You know, swing to the right, swing to the left. Oh, you know, pretend like the, the sh- you know, like acting, right? Acting, Ed, acting. So, and then they had people dressed up as Klingons, and they had them doing like Klingon lines, and they, you know, it was, it was a nice group of people that they had. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember at one point, and this is the reason why I need to go through a lot of the other videotapes. Is the one thing I remember is there I am, a twenty-one young, twenty-one year old. Sean, with glasses, my hair is super long. Yeah. Wasn't in a ponytail, which I remember it being in a ponytail, so I'm thinking maybe I might have done it later. Yeah. You know, because it was long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the, the, I think the Klingons were the bad guys, and they, they board our ship, and I'm holding what is basically a prop from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the prop is when Princess Leia is trying to renegotiate for her price for Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and what is she holding? 
thermodynamic. Thermodynamic. Yeah. It was it was an exact replica. Okay. Like it had the whole it was the ball and had a little slidey thing. Except it didn't. It was like a solid thing. Yeah. They hand it to me, and then my line is, you know, not while you're not while I'm holding the thermal detonator. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, all right, here we go, like, and you know, action. And the guy says this thing, you know, like you're gonna, tra- you know, you're gonna hand over this the ship, and blah 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 blah. And I pull out the thermal detonator, and my response was, no, I'm on his thermal detonator. <laughs> <laughs> It was so sarcastic and so over the top. Like, what a ham! It was I, well, totally because I mean, it got a huge, a huge laugh out yeah. of the audience in the auditorium, which you know is what I crave. I crave okay. that it craves laughter. I crave it. I feed off the energy of the audience. <laughs> you know, then I dropped it, and I did two minutes of stand up. Woo! No, no. <laughs> so where are you from? And then hey, and I, but I did it in Shatner. Where are you from? <laughs> Are you enjoying Hollywood? <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. So, I, but I'm like, when I, so I came across the tape. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, I remember seeing it maybe once after we got it, because I think it was like mailed to us, because you had to do this whole production thing. Right. And it, it did have like my name, like, you know, the, the, our last name on it, and the date that it was done, it was uh, June 21st, 1991. right. So I'm like... Hey, all right. So, like, yeah. So we pop it in over at Ed's, and it's what, like, fifteen minutes, if that, yeah. if that. Yeah. And you see my mom, I think twice. Yeah. You see me, what, ten seconds. Ten seconds, yeah. My sister, because she's standing next to me when it happens. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> like you never see. I'm like, wait a second. We're, I was cut, Ed. I was the. Deli- I was. I was on the cutting room floor. I was on the cutter. I'm as bad as Mary Jane Watson in American Basic <laughs> Spider-Man 2. My one big line was cut. I think my dad actually did videotape, like, you know, because he was out in the audience yeah. and it was 91, so we had the huge hunking, you know, like, hey, like, here's the video cam and here's the bag along with it with the battery, yeah. here, you know. <laughs> you know, along with my phone in the bag. Woo, you know. <laughs> So I got to dig through the tapes to see if if it, it's in existence anymore. Because again, it would be twenty three years old. I was actually surprised the videotape held up. Yeah, I was actually thought when the moment you popped into the VCR, it was just you were just gonna. It would be like Mission Impossible in like five seconds. We just see smoke come out of the front. <laughs> and smoke, something's pulling out. I'd be like, no. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is the reason why I brought it over to Ed's is Ed has the ability to transfer tape to digital. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously not polish it up, just direct transfer. Oh, I can polish it. Oh, you can? You oh, can yeah. make it shiny and look yeah, nice and bright and new? Yeah, yeah, And then, you know, slow it down when they, I come walking off the, onto the bridge. <laughs> not while I'm holding the thermal detonator. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. <laughs> oh, was it nighty night? I'm sort of in that Bugs Bunny commercial, the cartoon with Gossamer chasing after him. <laughs> nighty night. So, uh, so Ed's going to transfer it onto um, a, basically a, a video format, yep. so we can be able to post it on the Geeksters page. Uh, we'll let you know when it, when it's going to happen, and you can all laugh, and then we'll make sure we highlight the. Very young, fresh face, Sean. <laughs> fresh is the key word here. Fresh. And my long hair, my glasses, which are in 91, they were kind of like, they were, 
hip and cool because they were tinted. Ah. They weren't. They weren't. They were like transitional tinting. Yeah. So it was so like I could wear them, at, you know, while I'm driving and not be worried about the sun glare. But I mean, the rumens are all kind of still. They was. They weren't transitional lenses. They were just kind of like tinted from like like a dark tint to a like clear tint. By the time I got that in the bottom, <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. I could tell the glasses because I remember wearing them. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and there I am in the Captain Kirk. You know, they got the whole red jumpsuit. You know, jacket on yeah. with a with a what do you call it a clipboard? <laughs> kind of walking in like. Doo, doo, doo. That's right. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm captain, I tell you, captain. <laughs> <laughs> captain of sanitation. Yeah, I'm here to collect trash. Yeah, I'm here to clean up the galaxy of scum and villainy. <laughs> Isn't that right, number two? <laughs> let's number... let's get them. I'm number two. Who's number one? I am. <laughs> I'm number one. <laughs> I got to sit in the captain's chair. I remember that. Yeah. Like, it was all like, yeah, because my role was actually was the captain in that little bit. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, all right. Look at me being captain. Fuck all y'all <laughs> out-of-towners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in this chair and do my, trying to look all heroic and shit, and I'll be discovered. <laughs> and you'll see me on the big screen in the next sci-fi adventure. <laughs> 23 years later. Here I am talking to you on a microphone. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's got a face for movies. <laughs> he's got a face for radio. He's got a face for radio. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> All right, so let's get to, uh, well, that's basically my week. So. All right. Um, we Well, we did watch Heathers. Yes. I did talk, I mean, I talked, we had, uh, Dave Sippon joined us. Yes. And I brought over Heathers. I brought over a bunch of movies, but I picked Heathers. Now, I didn't even get, did you guys like it or did you guys like not like it? Was it, was it me just kind of going, I love this movie. I think you guys love this movie. And after I left, you guys went, that movie sucked. I don't know what Sean saw that movie. Because the movie was back in 1988. It stars, you know, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. Christian Slater in the height of his, I look and act like Jack Nicholson. Nicholson yeah. And, um, Winona Ryder riding the t- either either riding the coattails of Beetlejuice, or it was just before Beetlejuice, where Tim Burton went. You know what? She could pull the goth look off. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did. I just thought it was um, it, it was like you, you have like afterwards you have to think about it. It's like one of those it's things a thinker. Or, it is a thinker, especially right? now in today's world. Yeah, back I mean, in '88, it was more like a black comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, you could see a difference. But, I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it, but it was, like, one of those type of things because there were certain seeds that were in there that was, like, wait, you know, like, Sipon mentioned the whole, like, in the beginning of the film, they're playing croquet, and then her head is in the dirt, and they hit her with the ball. Right. You know, kind of thing. So, like, that was, like, and then you were, like, oh, it's a dream sequence. And I'm, like, oh, okay. And then there was another one. Yeah, when she writes in her journal, it all becomes, like, all psychedelic, all weird. It's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be interpreted in her head. Remember, it's supposed to be a black comedy, so. Right. Yeah, you know, and then, I, and then there were certain things that you saw that were like, well, why is why is this happening? Like the whole monocle she was wearing every time yeah, she wrote it. You know what? I gotta be honest. Even when I first saw, it, I didn't get the monocle thing. Like, is she half like? Was she a fan of Hulk, uh, Hogan's Heroes? <laughs> yes. like, I want to Hogan. Be I want to be famous, Hogan. <laughs> I will write in my journal, my diary, dear diary. Those heathers are so mean. <laughs> 
I mean, I thought Christian Slater because he was still young. Yeah. But and again, a lot of people because then I would think it was after that he did um, pump up the volume, and that's when people started kind of going, you know, you're kind of like a young Jack Nicholson kind of yeah. the way he was talking. Like, you know, that's the thing though. That's the way he talks. Right. And that's the thing because I remember I actually remember the review from Siskel and Ebert. Like it just it like came from to me. Heather's. Yes, from Heather's. Really? Back in the day, yes, because I used to watch them all the time. And so did movies. I. But I'm just like well, Ed sitting there and the flashback to Siskel <laughs> and Ebert. Ebert. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. They both hated it. Of course they did. They had a type of thing, and that's the one thing that they were named thing. Like the director said, uh, they 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 were just imagining what it was like. They said, oh, the director must have said, do your Nicholson impression. For this movie. Right. And then it's just like, of course, it was like like two, three movies later, and he's still doing it. I'm like, I don't think he's doing an yeah, impression. And like, that's him. When we saw him and other things, even now, he still has that same kind of inflection and tone. Yeah. It's like, all right, you know, I mean, he doesn't look, he doesn't do the eyebrow things as much as he did when he was younger. Yeah. You know, but it was still, he had those really Grant, Jack Nicholson-esque rants right. in the movie that I thought were like, you know, he was kind of channeling Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know? If Jack Nicholson was 20-something, this is the kind of movie he'd be doing. All right. You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, what I liked about it was, like, having not seen it in a very long time, how very timely it was. I mean, okay, first, the fashion was definitely 80s. Yeah. Shoulder pads, big hair, the whole nine. Right. But what was interesting, the tone of it was very modern as far as, especially now, because it deals, deals with teen suicide uh-huh. and, you know, bullying yeah. and wanting to fit in and how, you know, we glamorize certain things for popularity. Yeah. It was like, I'm watching this movie going, you know what? This movie thematically holds up visually, not so much. Right. But the idea behind it is like for the eighties, it was like, Oh, it's a black comedy. But now it would be more like a, it could almost be played as a drama. Yeah. Because, I mean, literally, they kill they kill a girl, and the whole school rally, you know, they think she's committed suicide, and I know people are going, I know the plot, for those people who don't. Right. But how serious the school takes it, almost, it's so serious, it's almost comical. Like having, you know, the news organizations there, and the one girl who, you know, tries to stand out, being like, oh, we were best friends. Like, the the whoremongers yeah. of the news media and, yeah. and society. Well, then also too, like how like certain kids react. It's like, oh, they we only got a half day of off or whatever. You know, yeah. like some kids would the didn't really know her was was like basically saying that, and then like the next two were the two jocks, jocks, and they get killed, and then of course they we have the whole day off, like they're excited, yeah. and it's like weird. But you know, that's the kind of like mentality some people do have, right? Like I said, yeah. like I said Thursday night that if if this movie was made today. There's a funeral scene where you know the whole room would be filled with people tweeting. Yeah. You know, or scrolling through their Facebook or hashtag rest in peace, you know, hashtag Heather, kind of like. Right. You can kind of see like how weird that it in today, like I'm almost going, ooh, the remake. Yeah. <laughs> Modernize it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much uh, our week. But then this week I did see a movie. So why don't we get to the box office releases All right, here? Top five movies. Here we go. Number five is a new release. It's When the Game Stands Tall. It made $9 million. Oh, that movie. Yes. With Jesus as a coach. That's right. <laughs> Jim Caviezel as the coach. It has a $15 million budget, so it's uh, not bad. It's almost you know, two-thirds of the, move, the budget. It's one of those, hey, based on true events. Yeah. You know. Number four is Let's Be Cops. It made eleven million dollars over the weekend. This is the second weekend in release, and it's made uh, forty-five point two million. So it's holding strong. Yes, and had a seventeen million dollar budget. So all right, way so to go. 
Yeah, so it's doubled its money. There you go. All right, good for them. All right, another new release for number three, If I Stay. It made $16.3 million over the weekend and had an $11 million budget, so it... Uh... Well, that was, um, we call it Chloe Morantz, whatever her name is, Kick-Ass, yeah. uh, Hit Girl. She's dead. I think it's based on a national best- bestseller. Okay. She dies. Well, she's in limp. Like, she gets into a car accident. Parents are killed. She's kind of her ghost is kind of going through the world and she's kind of fighting between life and death mm. and she's kind of like the way it looks is she kind of look, looks back on her life or how how she's a how she's touched people okay right. i'm gonna make any i'll wait till she turns 18 before i makes any any more jokes from that point because <laughs> i think she's 17 <laughs> all right number two is was the number one movie it's tmnt it made 16.8 million does it have what we made last week uh no it doesn't okay it so far has made 145.6 million and has a 125 dollar yeah, so it yeah. made its money yeah i mean there was they already mounted T- tmnt2 the day it was released kind of it was like unevent un- unavoidable yeah you know i'm kind of glad to see it's knocked off its perch after a week yeah yeah let's say it's been uh you know, two weeks two weeks yeah it's been two weeks in the number one spot but then comes along our number one movie. Was number two last week. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It made $17.6 million over the weekend and $251.8 overall with a $170 million budget. Oh, yeah. Well, they're saying, I was reading articles that this movie actually, they consider it to be the, the smash hit of the summer. Yeah. It saved kind of like the summer movies. This was the movie to see this year. Yeah. I mean, of course, TMNT, of course, comes up number two, number one. But as far as kind of like Marvel taking a bunch of people, a bunch of misfits, throwing them all together, throwing them on screen with general popular, general population, never knowing any of these people. Mm-hmm. And went, you know what? Here's a talking raccoon with a machine gun. Here's a, a walking, talking tree. Here's a guy who you know in comedies who does, who's not a, a movie star. Yeah. And will take a hora. A girl you know who can do action and a wrestler, yeah. you know, who's been in a handful of movies, but he's not really known. He's not really known as an actor. Yeah. Unless you're a wrestling fan. Huge gambles all the way through. It was a huge risk, yeah. you know, to throw in there and kind of go. And then they made it, you know, James Gunn made it work and made them charming, made them funny, made them action packed. Yeah. That 3D didn't hurt. That 3D was phenomenal. Yeah. But even standalone in 2D, it was just a great film. The soundtrack is still number one in, in the country. Wow. You know, wow. I'm that's... like, it, that's it. Marvel's got to be patting themselves on the back going, your move, DC. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, wait, that's right. We still have to wait another year and a half before Batman versus Superman. And you already tucked your balls between your legs to shonder back to March instead of May. Because you're scared of the cap. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, especially on a three. I mean, it's going to be Captain America 3. So yeah. I'm kind of iffy. I'll be I'm honest with you. Captain I'm America, cap. I'm fucking expecting Ewoks to show up at yeah, this point. I'm expecting <laughs> something goofy to happen. They're like, yeah, we're going to fuck up this time and then see how much money we make. Well, because we kind of talk about it. Like, sooner or Marvel's been having a nice, solid run of movies. Yes. And Guardians of the Galaxy... Could have been the one that kind of... The most the crown jewel of it, the whole thing. Yeah, but not only that, but it could also have been the one that knocked down the whole house of cards. Yeah, that's true. You know, because of such an, you know, next one up, I'm going to say that might be, eh, is Ant-Man. Yeah. 
I think that one because you and I, you keep saying, it and I, keep... I, I say, and there's the the the, the it's going to collapse. There's just one day, or just the one card's going to be pulled, and the whole thing's just going to go crashing down on Marvel. But I mean, they have an amazing run since 2008. I think it was in Captain uh, Iron Man one. Yeah, but I mean, you could go back and say as far as Blade. Yeah, I mean, the back in the early late 90s when that started out 97, I think it was. Yeah. Or, when they came out, even the first X Men movie, the first Spider Man movie. I mean, obviously it. Blade was the first out of the Marvel movies out of the gate. Right. You know, the big screen. And again, little known character, but it works because it's kind of in the horror action genre. Yeah. But then, you know, you followed it up with X-Men and Spider-Man. Now you're starting to get those comic book movies to start coming out. Right. So, I mean, yeah, Marvel's had a nice run, but I would say, but you're right. Between Iron Man and now, it's been... Phenomenal. Like, it's like pointing out and knocking it out of the park every Every time. time. Now, whether you personally feel... Like, oh, well, some people go, well, I thought, you know, Iron Man 2 sucked. You know what? Maybe it did. But it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad as, let's go with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not a flop. It was a yeah. huge hit. And I enjoyed it. Right. You know, some you were, you were kind of iffy about it. Right. Yeah, you, know, you were iffy about it as a standalone movie when you, you saw like how it fit into the puzzle. The whole, the whole the whole phase one edition. I was like, now it makes sense. Right like now that now that I got all the puzzle pieces because I didn't see at the time. I didn't think I saw. Uh, oh, you don't think you didn't see Captain, Captain America or one, Thor or yeah, Thor was another one I had to wait for. Right, because I missed that in the theater, and and it was like when, when I got all those puzzle pieces put together, and we ran actually we did the whole run, Sean and I, before uh, we saw Avengers. Zeris, right, we, we did the whole six movies, including. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Yes. So yeah, we sat down, did our own little movie marathon. Woo! Yeah, and and then once you saw it all, it it fit. It would like it it works. You know, right. it really works well. You know, and that's the thing because you you got to see uh, Black Widow as a character, and then of course as the the movie's crest, she's, she's really expanding as a character. I hope she does get her own movie. It, she will eventually. I think. I think that from what Josh said, that she's a bigger. She's got a bigger chunk in Avengers. Okay. So like, I think that just sooner or later you'll see. And it doesn't. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I know they're trying to build this whole universe thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a movie separate now. Like I think that Black Widow could be done on its own and not have to be worried about Phase Two or Phase Three. Right. Like I think that she's established herself as enough of a character that you can kind of go, "Oh, I would like to see like a little like in, in terms of comic books." You have her in a hit series, mm-hmm. and she's the the standout performance in that team. That now what they'll do is they'll do like a mini series with her, like and a then four issue, like a four wrong, issue yeah, crossover yeah. that would have nothing to do with the team that she's on, or or anything, with or the anything. It's just yeah. it's her own little adventure. I think now that they can, I think they've established her character well enough, and she's so fucking good at it. Yeah, that I think that she could carry a movie. That doesn't have to be part of phase two or part of phase three. Mm-hmm. I think she could be a mini series on her own. Yeah, like you know, that, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's 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 how I kind of was was seeing it. At I mean, before like, years ago, I would say no, right? No, but now now that especially with Captain America too, well, she she did in there. Uh, she shined in that movie yeah, really well. And that's the saying. Like after that, was I like, kind of like it. Yeah, I could see her on her own, like yeah. her own kind of movie. I think it would make like a good spy epic. You know? Yeah, like in, in Iron Man two, she was more of a kick ass character. Mm-hmm. You saw that she could fight. Yeah. In Avengers, you saw not only can she fight still, but she's got a little bit of a bite to her, yeah. you know, humor wise. But then it wasn't until Captain America two where you saw her really a kick ass, smart ass, 
that knows how to, you know, kick ass and take names kind of thing. Right, yeah. And I always say kick ass twice, but that's how important it is. That's exactly You know? So I, and still looking sexy as hell. Yeah. Doing it. That tight, whatever she's wearing. Whatever. <laughs> she can definitely carry a movie. Yeah. You know, that character on her own. Yep. She doesn't need Iron Man. She doesn't, she's, she's there. She's yep. established. Now run with her. Yeah, exactly. You know, now I, the movie I did see this weekend was not in the top five. No, it wasn't. Okay, now what place did it fit into this week? It made number eight. Okay. It was a new release. It made $6.4 million over the weekend. And I think it had a, a budget of... Does not say on our on I heard it was like close to 50. Really? Yeah. It was Sin City 2. Um, Sin City, a uh, game to kill for. Okay. Go. Okay. Now, I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. Now, I know it's getting kind of slammed and pandered a lot. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't think it was really... I did not see a lot of advertisement for it. Okay. You know, at least not, like, usually... No, I did see it in the last couple of weeks. I have seen it only because I've seen it on deeper cable. So, like, I think probably it was cheaper to, to advertise on deep cable than it is on the major networks. Right. So, I kind of think... But also, too, I think at the time when... When did Sin City 1 come in? I think nine years ago? Yeah. It made a... It, they pushed it hard because... It was running on the backs of three hundred. Okay, I just uh, go about the budget. It yeah. was uh, they estimated between sixty and seventy million. Okay, as the budget. Okay, did they say how much budget for the first one was, or is that just that's just the thing? Okay, I'll, I'll, I can all right, you don't have one. to. No, no, it was that was more of my own personal curiosity. Um, so like they really pushed Sin City hard, and it was so so visually, you know, different. Mm-hmm. The whole black and white with splashes of color here and there, mm-hmm. and it was so comic book like something that's never been really seen or done before. Mm-hmm. You know, short of computer animation, sort of animation. Okay. I loved the first one. Yeah. Definitely like one of my top 20 movies, I'll say. Okay. You know, like, okay. I wouldn't say 10 because I can, t- I can probably name 10 movies that I, off the top of my head that I like more than Sin City, but right. top 20, top 25. Like That's where, that's where I put it, yeah. You know, so when... I don't think there was enough buzz behind this one because then nine years later, here's a second one. Right. Um, so I don't think they kind of, like, I think they were either hoping that it would either ride on its own merit of Sin City mm-hmm. or because there was nothing else of Frank Miller's work that really was being pushed at the time. Right. Well, I do have those numbers if you're interested. Oh, yeah, sure. It was uh, released in March 28th of 2005 and had a $40 million budget and it made box office $158.7 million. Yeah. I remember being a huge hit at yeah. the time. But then nine years later, eh, everyone's going, well, we in those nine years, you've seen Iron Man, you've seen Avengers, you've seen Thor. There's been a bunch of comic book boomies out in those in these past nine years. Yeah. So uh, when you go, oh, here's yet another comic book movie based on it's a sequel to another comic book movie that I kind of liked or I saw in video. Yeah. You know, like I think the diehard fans went to go see it. And some of the diehard fans were like, kind of like, eh, I'm gonna be honest. I liked it, but I. Funny enough, I saw it in three D. Okay. Like I wasn't expecting to, like you know, because my dad's like, "Yeah, we'll go see that," and and it just happened because we try to do, um, we try to find a, a nice time to go to the movies on Sundays mm-hmm. so we can go. So I, dad's like, "So you can come home and relax before you go become a you know radio star," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Thanks, dad." You know, so <laughs> the, we saw a twelve thirty showing, and it was just having to be in the real D three D okay. format, right? And I gotta be honest. I think the movie plays better in 3D than in 2D. Okay. 
because now you're you're it's still the same kind of visual, the black and white. Right. But now you're adding a like 3D element. Mm-hmm. So when there is when you have those iconic moments, mm-hmm. it almost falls on your lap because my you know we walked down and I was amazed at how well the 3D was for this movie. Okay. But again, most of it's computer animated anyway with the coloring and stuff. So like there's a scene where you have Marv kind of hunched over and he's it's very film noir. It's like the first one. Like, Dame walks into a bar, you know, gams up to her ass. Right. You know, with a glint in her eyes that looks like she's a dame to kill for. Kind of, you know, <laughs> like it was a dark and stormy night and my ass itched. And I walked into the bar, ordered a shot of whiskey and watched Nancy strip, but not take, an in, not take a stitch of clothes off. <laughs> 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 was that kind of stripping that you don't pay for. Even though it's an R-rated movie and there's tons of nudity, the one person you wanted to see naked does not get naked. It's that kind of a bar. <laughs> and she's silhouetted in black and white. You know, like I said, so you know what you're getting into when you walk into that movie, right. the, the colors. But there's a scene, there's a scene where Mars talking and, and as he's talking, he's kind of hunched over, smoking a cigarette, like trying to replay what he what happened. And it's him, and there's like this little visual of uh, him being chased by the cops. Mm. And it's kind of going around him, almost a la like Bugs Bunny with the stars around the head. Yeah. Except it's kind of going around his body. And the 3D is so good that it kind of goes like under his arm and out into the audience and then background. It played really well in 3D. 2D, I don't think it would work. It looked kind of cartoonish in mm-hmm. a way. But with the 3D element, it really like sprung the life. I mean, okay. it really did feel like like visually seeing a comic book nice. brought to life. Okay. Uh, it, it fucked with time a little bit. You know, like as far as um, Dennis Haysbirth comes and takes over the Michael Clark Duncan role. Michael okay. Clark, you know, um, I always forget the guy's name. The guy who looked like the conductor with the gold eye. Yeah. You know, this one, you see how he gets the gold eye. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if there's people who are fans of the graphic novels, you kind of know what novel I'm talking about. So, but in the first movie, he already had it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the little Asian girl from the first movie right. is played by a completely different Asian girl. Really? Yes. Wow. Which I was, I was kind of surprised. I mean, maybe she was being, you know, like, I don't know why they didn't get her. Hmm. You know, I, I have no clue, but she was still good. I mean, obviously, it's swinging a sword around, throwing stars, you know, heads flying off, landed on your lap kind of thing. Right. You know, and then Josh Brolin was in it. There was a couple of, like, people I didn't, I was surprised when they go through the list of Actors that are in it, they didn't promote once that Ray Liotta's in it. Really? Yes. Or promote the fact that Christopher Lloyd's in it. Get out. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Piven's in it. Okay. You know, the, the guy who plays the um, from Law and Order, Law, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, the guy who left the show, um, Chris, I always forget his name. He's in it, too. The guy who was in the Superman movie? Yes. Man of Steel? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. And I'm just like, wow, there's a cameo by Lady Gaga. Oh. You know, and again, you're going to know what Lady Gaga, it's it's small, and unless you know what she looks like and who doesn't at this point, it doesn't take me out of the movie like, hey, look at Lady Gaga, she plays a waitress, but it's a real small scene, and, but that's it, like, she's not in the opening credits. Right. You know, because she, it was like, pretty much like a walk-on, like a day for her, kind of like, hey, I'm here, I just want to see you guys, oh, sure, I'll I'll be a waitress, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie King was back as the twins, Goldie and whatever her sister's name was. 
Um, I'm trying to find the list here. I got the list of yeah. names here. Jamie Keen, Wendy. Wendy. Goldie and Wendy. Wendy. Now, if you remember in the first one, Goldie's the one that Marv wakes up next to dead. Yeah. You know, so she's still alive in this one, and Marv is still alive in this one. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, and Bruce Willis is in it, but obviously Bruce Willis plays the, you know, Spirit. Oh, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> he comes back as a spirit, basically. Nobody's going to see it. Well, I mean, yeah, apparently no one has seen it this weekend. <laughs> but I mean, like when you look at the movie poster and you see him, you go, okay, well, what time frame does this take place in? So that's just kind of odd that, that, that he's dead because it's like, like I thought he died after. Um, Willis's character died after Marv. So Marv. Well, yeah, but if you're looking, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the comic book line, right? Yeah. In, this, in the first movie, the storyline, how it went. I mean, I know it was all over the place, and you know, like. And this was, one's just all over the place, except it's a bigger time span, right? Because, uh, yeah, like Marv does get he gets electrocuted in the first yeah. one because he goes on that whole killing spree, you know, to avenge Goldie's death, right? But they didn't even you didn't like Goldie's alive and Marv's alive and they haven't even met each other yet in this movie, yeah. So I'm kind of like I'm interested in, in knowing that when it comes out in Blu-ray, like if they're gonna 3D up the the original Sin City and put it in chronological order, like they did, or not really chronological, but put it in like episodic episodes, mm-hmm. episodic episodes. Wow, way to go, wow. Sean! <laughs> I speak good English. I'm good with syntax. <laughs> like I wonder if they're gonna do like for the the Sin City, the first one. Where they took each individual story and made it into its own individual story. Right. You know, and then like Fade the Black and then here's this one, Fade the Black, here's that one. So, I mean, I'm interested in to see if they kind of 3D it up and make it one big giant like montage of movies. Because like, mm-hmm. I think it would work. And it would also help too, is like even as an audience member, I'm going, it's been nine years. I remember, vaguely remember Jamie King's character dying. Why is she there? Yeah. You know, like, there wasn't anything that kind of... If the movie... If the second one came out, like, two, three years after the first one... It made more sense. I think it would, have made, it would have made a lot more money. Yeah. You know, especially for opening weekend. But now it's been nine years. We've seen a barrage of comic book movies come after Sin City. Mm. So I think it's kind of like, all right, you're not really impressed me because it looks exactly the same. It looks exactly the same 2D-wise. 3D is where it really pops. Okay. You know, I mean... Like surprisingly well, like when when we walked out, that was like, hey, it was a good movie. I didn't fall asleep, and it was very, <laughs> it was a very, you could fall asleep watching it because it's very dry. It's uh, it's not the action's good, but it, again, it's it's everyone talks like this. Ed, I walked into this bar, and she was a dame. And she had green eyes and red lips, and I knew I shouldn't have to can't let the monster out, but yet I need to drink. She's everything, you know. It's it's a lot of monologues, like a lot of voiceover. It's a, it's a dark and stormy night. Right. You know, they now, gave you enough. Let me say, like, the first one gave you enough to kind of give you an idea of what was going on, but there was still enough action going yeah. on. And this one did too, but it, it, you know, it just felt like there was a lot more talky voiceover work <laughs> than a lot more ass kicking. Yeah. You know, which, you know, like, they f- finished off the Nancy character. Now, what I liked about Jessica Alba, she's not the greatest of actress of all times, but she sure is pretty to look at. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it like that, but. Seeing her as a, a stripper who doesn't take her clothes off is still a nice a nice visual, especially in 3D. Right. You know, um, and what they did is like one scene she actually, like if you ever wa- read the comic book, or the graphic novels, sorry, how they how Frank Miller has drawn her with like the 
the white hair and like kind of like the silhouette look. Uh-huh. They actually have her in a white wig almost by the end of the movie to do this one little dance routine. I'm going, yeah, that kind of sums up. And she's sexy as hell. Right. I'm just going, yeah, I'm all right with that. Like I could just re- <laughs> just put that on a loop over and over again. That and you know from the first one where she's got the cowboy hat and the whole she's doing the whole you know lasso thing. thing yeah. Like like yeah. And then I go, oh, that's right. Yeah, she was fantastic for. <laughs> and she's totally gorgeous i mean like just kind of walk watching her going i don't care if she doesn't get naked i know i'm not, I'm okay with that like here's a dollar <laughs> I, like, I felt like throwing like dollars at the screen going yeah because that's how good the 3d was eh? <laughs> her boobs popped out at me um, no, it was none of that. It was just I was just seeing her in 3D and dancing and and the way the cameras worked. There was like one scene with Josh Hart, um, Josh Harnett, um, Josh Brolin, and Eva Eve Green, Eva uh. Green, that they're in stationary. But when you see them, there's like smoke in the bar. It's smoke in the bar, and you see the smoke kind of like gliding through the place. It was almost disorienting. It was ah. definitely because it, it made it look like the two of them were moving and everything else was. It was like you know that optical effect, yeah. like when you're in a car yeah. and the car starts moving, it makes it feel like you're going backwards. Yeah, it had that kind of a feel to it. Okay, like and I was like, whoa, did I just feel? And you know, and then we do close-ups and they would do it again. I'm like, whoa, like that's wild. <laughs> like that's how good the 3D was. That's nice. So I mean, I like. You recommend it? I, I would. I would recommend seeing in 3D. I mean, if you're a fan of Sin City. It's a nice little thing to go next to it. Hey, look at that. I don't know why that's like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, I say we uh, take, take, a, uh, take a break, and we'll be right back, folks. And we're back, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was it. That was part one. Hope you enjoyed it. Yucka, yucka. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to add the rest. They all know how much I hate that. <laughs> I can hear it in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tune in for part two where... You know, you might think, well, Erica not being there, how are they just going to cut the life, the universe, and everything with Erica? No. no. We modified it a little bit. Where yours truly does life, the universe, and everything with Sean. Yeah. But with a twist. <laughs> what that twist is, you'll just have to listen to part two. It's like listening to M. Night Shyamalan with a twist. <laughs> except... <laughs> except um, Six cents and before, <laughs> yeah. and not you know, lady in the lake forward. No, <laughs> lady in the water. water. I would say I'm probably more in the unbreakable twist. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if uh, you want to contact Ed, you can. Well, actually, I guess first, if you want to listen to us live, yeah, you get the kind of you can kind of. You I mean you mm-hmm. can go to aquanetradio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Uh, let me try it one more time. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And we start now, if you haven't already guessed, earlier, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. It was actually you know, a nice tight ship this week. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us run a tight ship. That's right. <laughs> Hear that? That was the ship. That's how tight it was. <laughs> Um, so don't forget to go to our Geeksters Facebook page and like us. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or on Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. <laughs> Having a problem with that whole Instagram thing, aren't yes, you? Sir, yep. It's Instagram and it's at Geeksters Radio. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
Or you can go to our wordswithgeeks.com page or iTunes. Mm -hmm. Just search for Geeksters to find our past, present, and future episodes. That's right. We even have future episodes already out. Yeah. (laughs) You just have to search for them. (laughs) Eventually, you'll find them. (laughs) Yes. Eventually, they'll just appear out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can go to the About page on our Facebook page to find all the places you can find our show. And if you want us to be part of your network, drop us a line. Yes. You know, we are branching out, people. Just so you know. People going, you know what? I'm trying to build a, you know, an internet career of radio and stuff. And, you know, we need some talent. You know, we're willing to let you. We'll, use, use our talent. Use our, well, use some whatever we, if we have talent. You can use us until you find real talent. How's that? <laughs> So you can always contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And on that note, folks, we'll see you in part dos. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey.